Men and women of the Legion, welcome to the Legion lifestyle. Together, we can grow the Legion. Together, we can change the world. How do we do that? Share the show. Spread the word of our mission to change people's lives for the better, and together, we can leave the world better than we found it. That is the way of the Legion. What's going on, guys? In this episode, we talk about beginner routines, the do's and don'ts of starting your fitness journey. We really hope you like this episode, and if you do, please share the show. If you haven't already, give us a follow on our Facebook and Instagram at Legionnaire Athletics. That is L-E-G-I-O-N-N-A-I-R-E Athletics. Or you can follow my personal Instagram at I'm Dean and so can you. If you guys have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in a future episode, please give us a message and we will we would absolutely love to hear from you. And let us know what you think about the show. All right, let's get into the episode. How do I start these? <laughs> Welcome to Legion Lifestyle. I'm your host, Dean. This is episode, I believe, seven of the show. Welcome to the show. This is gonna be a Dean and Megan episode as Randy uh, he has AIDS and is dying. Or something like that. I don't know what it is. A cough, a cold. He sounds like a prepubescent teenager right now. Yeah, his voice is a little gone. We kind of gave him a day. He didn't get any better. So we'll uh, we'll see how this goes with just the two of us. Uh, before we get into the main topic today, which is going to be kind of beginner routines, uh, I got a little a little motivation for y'all. And I was basically I was driving and I was yelling at myself because uh, I was kind of being a little bitch and not wanting to do my shit. So I just kind of reminded myself like I'm the king of my body like this is my body is my kingdom even the, the world around me you rule it no one else but you your mind you perceive everything around you you control your own reality in a sense so that being said no one else there's no outside factors that really control your mind your life everything that's going on yeah sure things happen but you just need to accept them as the way they are and move on because at the end of the day, you kind of control how you perceive it and how you react to everything. So it's really funny that you bring all of this stuff up today because the last 48 hours of my life have been a fucking shit show with just like personal issues and work issues and all sorts of stuff. And I've just been trying to focus in on the fact that like you can only like you can't change what's not in your control. So there's no point in stressing and worrying it and, and letting it bring everything down. So that's just very ironic that you hit on that because that, that, that hits home for me right now. Yeah, the, uh, so I've been studying, um, it's, it's called Dokudo. It's written by uh, Miyamoto, Miyamoto Musashi, a very legendary samurai. I've shown you a little yeah. poster I have. And basically there's 21 precepts. They're all very short. It's a really short writing, but he wrote this 21 days before he died or 12 days, something like that, right before he died that he wrote this. And I bought a book. And basically that book has like five different people of five different kind of paths. I think it's like a monk, a warrior, um, like insurance guy, businessman, you know, just different paths and different walks of life, all discussing these 21 precepts. And the first one, which is an entire chapter, is accept things just the way they are. And the, which, you know, sounds very simple, but there's a lot that goes into that sentence by itself because there's a lot of things that you just can't control. And so there is, there's no use in like, trying to worry and stress over them. You know, for example, with me, you know, it kind of just worked out in my favor that I started kind of reading into this book right when I did because I had some plumbing work done a little bit a little while ago and I wasn't really expecting it to be as expensive as it was. It turned out to be a lot more expensive than I was expecting. It always is. And I, I got angry about it and I was like really stressed out for about 10 minutes because after that 10 minutes, I kind of reminded myself like, 
just accept it. Like there's nothing you can do, you know, so you're going to have to handle it no matter what. So there's no use in, in worrying and stressing and being pissed off about it. Cause that's just the way it is. Yep, that's life. It's going to have ups and downs and rounds and you just kind of have to ride the roller coaster. And, and like you were saying in your little motivational thing there is that how you perceive it and how you process it is going to kind of determine your outcome. Are you going to sit and stew and turn it into something that it's not, you know, like a mountain out of a molehill, or are you just going to be like, okay, I'm going to push through and I'm going to, and I'm going to come out on the other side and I'm going to be just fine. If not, maybe even a little bit better. Yeah. And that just, you know, it's a hard thing to do to be able to just kind of like change how you perceive and how you react to things. But that just kind of brings me to what I was saying. Like you are the king, like this is your shit. You know, you can let your body react. Like, you know, your body wants to be angry. Like, Oh yeah, I just get hit with a $5,000 bill. Oh shit. Like, you know, your body wants to freak out. Your mind wants to react in a negative way. You have to remind yourself like, nah, no, we're, we're handling this. It's whatever. You know, I, I got, I still got to live. I still yeah. got to go about my day to day. There's no use in shutting down over this. Yeah, it is. It's easier said than done and it takes practice and you probably won't get it perfect the first couple of times, but you know, deep breaths, you will come out on the other side. It'll be okay. Yeah. Sun's still shining. Birds right. still chirping. We know whether we're here or not, the world's still going to keep spinning. Mm-hmm. So there's no use in freaking out about shit that doesn't matter. That's very true. And if Randy were here, he would say, fuck all that. I'm angry. Yeah, he'd say something about, I don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pay for it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He'll throw shit, it's fine. Yeah, it's Randall, I miss him already. I know. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to be our third co-host, Randy's dead to us now. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into our main topic. Uh, beginner gym routines. Uh, something that sparked this is why I know one of our listeners was asking me about what my routine was. And so, be, for, especially for beginners or people getting back into the gym, I don't think you should follow what I do or you shouldn't follow what people that are very far along in their fitness journey is doing because their routines are going to be a bit too intensive for a beginner. You know, if somebody that hasn't been in the gym for a while starts out and they're doing exactly what I do, you're going to burn out hard and fast. You're going to get hurt. Yeah, because, you know, I'm I'm not doing no beginner shit. Like I'm, I'm doing pretty intensive, really high volume, heavy weights. You know, and a lot of the movements I'm doing require a lot of skill. You have to learn to do the movements. Yes, that's kind of the breakdown of uh, low and slow. That's kind of how I like to say it. Start with lower weights, perfect your form, which there are so many good tools out there. I personally use the bodybuilder app, bodybuilder.com, because they'll have uh, like 30 second videos of like an actual personal trainer or somebody who will break down in slow motion exactly how it should look, what it should feel like, you know, what you should be tightening your core and, you know, I don't know, clenching your butt cheeks. I don't know, whatever the specific exercise needs is needs. So there's lots of good tools like that out there. Yeah. It's like, uh, this is something that I've been kind of like studying for a long time because I've always really had a kind of a love for this fitness and the whole bodybuilding, just lifting in general. You know, I class myself more as a weightlifter than anything, but because I have a lot of friends that'll be at the gym and they'll ask me like, hey, can you watch my form? Because like I just know these stupid little tips and tricks to hit things differently and, you know, most correctly do a certain lift because this is, it is a skill. You know, this isn't just go in and pick weights up and put weights down. Like we don't do things right. You will hurt yourself. And I know from experience because I've, I've messed up plenty of times. Oh, me too. I'm currently still nursing a back injury, which... 
I think I, I've had back issues since I was like 16. So that's been like half my life. So there's certain exercises, deadlifts, for example, I won't touch right now. I always wear a brace if I do squats or I actually notice that it hurts a lot when I do leg press, which is kind of weird, but it's like really lower back, so whatever. So I just wear my brace and, you know, I don't lift as heavy, but um, yeah, there's just, I don't know, you got to be careful. I've heard a lot of different things a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. Uh, but what would you think a good beginner for, you know, someone who's never been to the gym before, what would you say a good routine for them would be, you know, days and how many days a week do you think? And then what kind of lifts should they be doing? Um, I mean, especially if you're beginning kind of base it around your personalized schedule. So I think three days is a great starting point. If you have a little bit more time available four, even five starting, I probably wouldn't push more than five. Honestly, if you're just starting out, I wouldn't go any more than three. Yeah, okay, I, that's I, fair. You know, personally, I'd say two to three days. Yeah. Because one thing with this is it's kind of like jumping in a pool and you don't know how to swim. Exactly. You know, start in the shallow end, work your way one step at a time. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I just like to be at the gym, but again, that's that's why I'm yeah. like, yeah, five days. <laughs> but even then, that's, a, you know, <laughs> that's, true. that's my happy place too, but that's a learned thing. That's very true. Because it, it takes a while to build that kind of habit. And, yeah. And, begin to like the gym and being That's there true. it's not so i mean i used to have straight up anxiety attacks when i would go to the gym because i you know we talked about that on different episodes but like oh my god people are staring at me i don't know what i'm doing i'm freaking the fuck out and then i just run out the door like half crying yeah so but no i three days is probably the best uh when you're first starting out and then as far as like what you're actually doing there um I recommend, I think Randy calls them all Smith machines. I don't know if they're technically Smith machines, but like the preset weight machines. Yeah, the barbell on a track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Things yeah like those that. are all Smith machines, um, unless they have different names that I'm unaware of. I have no idea. Preset weight machines? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, those, as opposed to a lot of free weights, which is just your basic barbells, dumbbells, you know, things like that, because those are going to help you um, build the right motions. And uh, oh, I mean, just, they all have nice. Are you just talking about like machines in general? Yeah, just okay. machines in general. Yeah, Smith machine is yeah. like you know. That's the, the specific the, one, but he calls yeah. all of them. Oh, the well, Smith Randy's machine. a fucking idiot. That's why I said I was like, I don't think that's right. He's wrong. You no, tell him I the, said that. What are those called? Uh, it depends on the machine. I guess it's just like there's a bicep curl machine. There's yeah, but it's a, I guess it's, it's that it's a yeah. machine and not. Yeah, a Smith machine's a specific. Yeah, that's Randy, you're dumb. He doesn't even listen. <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> I'll send him this clip. But yeah, so the specific machines designed for specific workouts, whether it be a bicep curl or a shoulder press or there's the assisted chin-ups, you know, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. But I would start with those because they're going to, one, give you a nice detailed description of what it is you're supposed to be doing. And two... um, they are going to help you find that form rather than just kind of getting out there and being all sloppy and willy-nilly with the free weights. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. You know, I always tell people if you're just starting out to stick with the machines a little bit more than the free weights because there's a lot of technique and there's a lot of uh, building a mind, what's called mind-muscle connection where, you know, you can, you can just curl your arm, but to really feel your bicep actually contract and, and get that connection to it to be able to flex your bicep or, and do everything correctly. Because like you can be curling, but 
you know, be throwing your shoulder and your and your forearm around and not actually working your bicep at all. Right. And you'd be surprised. I see people at the gym and I worry about them sometimes because you could be doing a bicep curl, which seems real simple. And yeah, you get that whole like body swing. I mean, you could hurt your shoulder, you could hurt your elbow, you could hurt your back if you're like swinging things around. Just because you can get the weight up doesn't mean you're doing it right. Yeah, and I think the one of the biggest things too with that is just ego when it that too. which is a huge thing with beginners because you know yes. beginners will come and see people lifting all this weight. Oh, I, I can I lift can this weight it. too. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about it. Yeah. If you can only curl ten pounds, just curl ten pounds. Like no one cares. Yeah. Nobody's sitting there being like, Psh, douche. And if they do, slap them in the face because yeah. they're assholes. Then you just look at them and be like, douche. Because what you have to remember is like, you know, for me, for example, like I, I'll curl, you know, 50, 60 pounds for 10 reps. But I, I didn't start there. I started being able to maybe do 20 pounds, maybe on a good day. You know, everybody, even the strongest people in the world starts somewhere. So no matter where you are in life right now, if you're starting in the gym, don't worry about the weights. It's it's really not. It's because when you get the fo- the form, the form, the form. I'm gonna say it a thousand times. Yeah. You have to have your form right because you're not even working the muscle properly. If and so you're not gonna build the muscle properly. So it's not gonna get stronger. So you're not gonna be able to lift more. It's just like we talked about a hundred times before. You gotta build that foundation. I was just about to say fundamentals, fundamentals, yeah, that's fundamentals. Right. Fundamentals. You gotta build the foundation. Focus on your form. All the three F's. <laughs> <laughs> Not how I usually use the free yes, but <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, anyways, <laughs> but yep. But no, it's super important to make sure that you build the form, get that mind muscle connection, learn what you're doing before you head to go and hit the free weights. And, you know, that's that's level two, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if someone's starting out, like if I'm bringing somebody to the gym for the very first time, you know, there will be a couple free weight exercises I'll have them do. But for the most part, everything will be on machines. Even what I do as a pretty experienced lifter myself, I use the machines a lot yeah. because they, they help, you know, target specific muscles that you might, that are a little harder to do with free weights. And then especially like me right now with my knee injury, like I can't do like back squats or front squats. I can barely do leg press. So I, I'm on the machines a lot, just working what I can mm-hmm. and with what range of motion I can. So especially if you have an injury, that's a great place to be living is, is in the machine world. I believe there's no shame in using machines. I feel like sometimes, I don't know, every, every, you start a new gym, they kind of give you a tour. Yeah. Or whatever. So I started a new gym once, that's probably like five or six years ago. And I just, I don't know why I was slightly insulted, but they were like, yeah, these are like the free weight machine or the weight machines and stuff like that. But that's usually where the women hang out over here. This is where the, uh, the free weights are. And this is where the men hang out. And I was like, that guy's just an asshole. I was like, you can go fuck yourself right now. I want to no. go pick up a barbell and smack you with it. I don't know why. But so like there doesn't need that doesn't mean that you're weak if you're on machines and it doesn't mean you're a badass if you're doing free weights. Like they all have their uses. They all have different uh specific target muscle things. Yeah. And and yeah, so getting a little bit more into the routine side, what I always recommend people do, especially beginners is just like a push, a pull, and a leg day, Mm -hmm. which is basically a push. You're going to be working mostly your chest, maybe throw in some triceps, some arm type stuff. You're going to be working some shoulders. You know, you can always throw in some abs if you want to. But that's essentially what those, you know, a push day is going to involve. You're literally 
pushing things. Yeah. Which that also makes it easy too. If you're walking around the gym looking at different machines and stuff, okay, what can I do for a push? You know, find things, okay, you're you're pushing this in a sense, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's going to make that pretty self-explanatory for you. And then there are millions of YouTube videos out there that are going to like, especially if you just search like beginner gym routines, there's a lot of really credible people out there that can help you. That's actually how we found our current, because we're doing a push-pull, Randy and I, right now, and we literally just, I think I Googled, like, because we go to the gym six days a week, um, six-day push-pull split, and we just swiped whatever the first one off of YouTube was, yeah. and honestly, it's been really phenomenal. I enjoy it greatly. Because <laughs> I, I recommended you guys switch to push-pull. Yeah, exactly, because like... we just weren't, um, I think we had just plateaued, both of us, where we were, because... Well, what we were, were we doing before? We were doing the traditional, which there's nothing wrong with it, but I like back and bicep, chest and tricep day, leg day, you know, and then we would just rotate that. So we had three splits and we would just do them each twice a week. And yeah, I was just kind of getting stagnant. He was having, he was really concerned because he wasn't getting any um, strength, change, strength changes in his uh, bench press specifically. And he was just real down and out about it. Well, he also doesn't eat eat enough. I know. I don't know that. So eat more food. Soon, Randy. Randy. Eat more food. I had a good conversation with him that night. He came over yeah. before we recorded last. I was glad that he did. I was yeah. a little worried about him being all home and sad <laughs> by himself. No, we had a good conversation about him getting his food. And so hopefully I'll kind of kick his ass into gear a little bit. But. I hope he does. He's been trying. We we added applesauce oh, shit. to his diet. Wow. Now. He eats an applesauce. Aw. <laughs> That's like 90. <laughs> it's what? It's sugar free applesauce. Yeah, well, hey, it's no, something. I actually prefer sugar free applesauce straight up. I can't remember the last time I ate applesauce. I got, I got jars. My grandma gave me a bunch yeah. of jars actually, of applesauce. I think we have a jar that you gave. Did us. I give you a jar? Yeah, you did. It's, it's good. It's I good. keep. I saw it in the fridge the other day. I was like, oh shit, we should eat that. It's, it's, it's not bad. But um, yeah, because my routine, I wrote this up myself because I've been experimenting with my body and what works. And so I'm doing, I call it kind of a power building split. So there's two kind of uh, principles. Well, there's three principles of lifting. There's CrossFit, powerlifting, and bodybuilding. And I guess you can throw a strongman, you know, in between bodybuilding and, and powerlifting. So it's, it's in there somewhere. But, but you know, CrossFit's a very high-intensity interval training. Yeah. So you're, you're just fucking going. Yeah. And then I'll have to have my buddy Josh on. He's he does CrossFit. He can kind of speak on a little bit better because we all hate that. <laughs> yeah, I've actually uh, not to get too off topic right away, but I've actually once my he- knee gets a little better, I might start doing a little bit of CrossFit because I I feel like I've lost so much athleticism. Yeah. Just for because you know for the listeners, anyways, my left knee went to shit about a year, year and a half ago. Took about nine months to get back to hundred percent. And then I had about three good months and my right knee gate went to shit. And so we're, we're still healing on that one. But I feel like, yeah, so I haven't really trained legs or lower body much for like a year and a half. I don't know why CrossFit just scares me a little bit. One, I know that my cardiovascular endurance is shit. See, so like, I feel like mine's pretty good. No. Well, you know, okay. So I'm not perfect and I smoke cigarettes. Um, so I know that doesn't help at all oh yeah sorry um yeah i don't know if i like get on a treadmill or even if i like run up my driveway i'm like (laughs) it's terrible so i definitely need to work on that i know cardio that 
again, keeping your heart rate up high is the high intensity interval trainings. And then just a lot of times, I know they're always watched, but just some of the exercises, I mean, they'll throw somebody who's never picked up a weight before and be like, cool, take this 50 pound like barbell and throw it over your head. Well, I feel like that'd be more the inex like an, uh, that's like the same with a bad trainer too. Know, you know. I don't know. I've heard people like, yeah, my very first like CrossFit class, I class, I did a hang clean, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, are you insane? <laughs> did you, you die? Are your rotator cuffs okay? Yeah. Who who are these people? Which, if you don't know, a hang clean is when you like take a barbell and kind of the best. It's literally called a snatch. You kind of flip it upwards and then press it over your head, and it's, it's yeah, it's, it's you know picking would, the bar yeah. up off the ground, thrusting your hips forward to go on to uh, on basically onto your chest, and then pressing it overhead. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, I would I would call that like maybe not quite expert level, but definitely high intermediate. Yeah, you know, it's definitely not a beginner movement. Yeah, and yeah. and if you go to a CrossFit class and they have you doing that right away without like teaching you how to do it like step by step, leave. Run right as away. fast as Run you away. can. You gonna get hurt. But um but yeah, so the, the three principles, you know, the CrossFit, the high high intensity, uh then there's the power lifting, which that is, you know, you're going to be doing really high weight, um lower reps and it's less about like good form, good muscle contraction, it's more move the weight so as any, like, any way you can would that be more like arnold or would that be closer to like strongman no no arnold's bodybuilding okay yeah yeah no like like that. you know strongman powerlifting is is more you know just move the weight as uh, however you can you know get the weight up whether it's you know i guess it's most presses yeah you know deadlifts a pole but you know however you can get that bar you can get to lock out in the form to get the points like it, it okay. doesn't matter how you do it and sense. then there's bodybuilding which you're less worried about moving the heavy weight and you're more worried about getting a full contraction of the muscle and working because uh, powerlifting, you're worried about building strength and bodybuilding, worry about building mass and building size and sculpting. Look at that. I'm learning something today too. <laughs> it's, what I, it's what I do. I know things and I grow a nice beard. That's about <laughs> all I got. <laughs> Those are two very top-not attributes. How am I single? Oh, God. Uh, but no, so I wrote a program for myself that's kind of in between bodybuilding and powerlifting because I want to boost my strength and sculpt my body. And that's a very hard thing to do to build strength and muscle mass at the same time. Well, obviously, if you build strength, you're going to go muscle mass, but to be focused on one or the other and to tone up at the same time. But I'm doing a pretty damn good job of it because I do it's, it's a four day split. So I do a chest and arms, which is mostly there are biceps, but it's mostly tricep focused. Then I do deadlift and back. So focused on the, I haven't been able to do deadlift. So it's been more like, uh, I, I do just like a lot of barbell rows and then a lot of back movements. Then I'll do, Oh, what's my three day three day three is shoulders and arms, bicep focused on the arms. Then I go and do legs and abs, which is more kind of a recovery than anything. So it's yeah. kind of a sad leg day. I get really depressed on my leg days. Cause like, you know, if I do like leg extensions, I can do like, you know, 10 to 15 pound leg extensions on my right leg. Oh, yeah. Then then it's shaky and weak. And then, you know, I'm throwing around 120 with my left leg. Like it's nothing. I'm just but like, you're keeping it moving. So yeah. that's important. And you don't want to re-injure. So Which brings me to a, a nice little point where if you do have an injury on one side, work the other side. Because I don't know what kind of phenomenon goes on in your brain. But if you are building muscle actively in, you know, say my left leg 
it will translate to my right leg at the same time. Don't know really exactly. I mean, it's not going to be to the same level, but you know, right. your body is going to be sending that muscle building signal regardless. And so it's not going to send it to just one limb. It's going to send it to both. So you will be, you know, same thing. Like if somebody breaks an arm and it's in a cast and they can't move it, if you still, if you break your left arm and you still do curls with your right arm, you're, you know, it's not going to atrophy as fast and as bad as if you didn't do it at all. Interesting. Fun I've fact. Heard, I've never heard of that before. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's probably trying to, because otherwise, you know, every time we had an injury, we'd all be super lopsided. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if you don't do anything at all, like it's, it's going to yeah, atrophy. It'll do it faster. But. Yeah. But yeah, then my, uh, my fifth day of the week, cause I do do a six day split. My fifth day of the week is an upper body pump. So it's a mixture of push, pull and everything, everything upper body, but I keep my weights really low. This one's a little bit more straight bodybuilding style. So low weight, high reps, really just getting the blood flowing. That's why I call it a yeah. pump day. Cause I'm just mm-hmm. trying to get a nice upper body pump. My Saturdays is lower body pump. So same, same concept, but lower body. But then with my four-day split to start off the week, my first, I think, a main movement. So for my main movements for my my chest day is going to be bench press, which I'll do a five-by-five. Five. And then I move straight into incline dumbbell press, and I'll do heavy weight for eight to ten. And then from there, I start to move a little bit more into the bodybuilding style. So just in case anybody doesn't know, what do, they, what do you mean when you say five-by-five? So yeah, five by five, five sets of five reps. What's a set and what's a rep? <laughs> We're going to the basics here. <laughs> Killing me, Megan. I mean, so I yeah. yeah, go for it. You're the so, expert. Not really. Um, but so when you talk about doing a five by five, he says five sets, five reps. So a set, I feel like I should start with a rep. A rep is one full movement. So if you're doing a bench press, that's one stretch out, one come back down. That's one. Or I guess backwards. Yeah, you get yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's one full extension, one full movement. So if I was going to do ten reps in one set, once I've completed, reps my... is short for repetitions. Yeah, there you go. I kind of forgot that. <laughs> so once I do my ten repetitions, my first set is complete. So that means I have. If I'm, if you're doing, usually five by five is common, or like yeah. three or four sets of ten. So I've done one set of 10. Now I have to do the same thing two more times. And usually it's in between those sets where people rest anywhere from 60 to 180 seconds or something. Like yeah, that. depending on your principles and yeah. what, you're, what exactly you're doing. Or I, until I like you're just the, not totally fatigued and dying. Yeah. You know, in, in between your sets, you know, definitely it's important to like take a rest period. My re- I like to, you know, take shorter rest periods. So my rest periods are a minute or less. Basically, a walk to the drinking fountain and back is usually what my average rest period will be. But and then I'll I'll usually do you know between all of whatever movements I do between twelve to fifteen total sets of chest, and then I do I do very high volume. I do a lot. That's a lot. And then I'll throw in you know about eight sets of arms. I'll do you know two or three arm movements, tricep focus. And then I won't get into the specifics with everything else because everything else kind of mirrors that. Yeah. But the important part of that is is realizing that like what I do is not for the faint of heart. Like I don't I, even want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's. Uh, I mean, for me, it's easy because that's just what I do. Yeah. But if I were to put a beginner through my workout, like you wouldn't be able to maintain that for long. I mean, there's a few people that probably have the heart to be able to keep up with it, but it, it's it's not easy. Again, I don't think I could. Yeah, That's it's a lot. it's a lot. I do what, what Randy and I 
We're doing push pull. So it, since it's six days a week, we do push uh, one day, pull one day, and then legs one day. And then we have a rest day. And then it, re- it kind of cycles around again. But the first half of the week is supposed to be like really heavy weights and lighter or really heavy weights and shorter sets. And then the back end of the week is the opposite. So we do lighter weights with more reps. That's yeah. Nice. Whatever. That's not a bad split. Words. It, I mean, I still, we've probably been on it for two months and I still get sore as shit. Well, you shouldn't be getting sore as shit. Well, I'm not, okay. Eat right not, and hydrate. What are you doing? <laughs> not sore as shit, but I can still feel like <laughs> I, know, I, know, I can I move and function. It's not like I'm, yeah. Yeah, but even for a beginner, I think I'd recommend more like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. And then, you know, take your rest days in between because especially again, starting out, like I think we talked last episode maybe or two episodes ago. We we talked about before about, you know, you're going to go through a sore phase no matter how much you do. Like, you know, if you go do extra, you know, what your body's not used to, you're going to be sore. And if you just keep uh, compounding that and getting, you know, adding on and adding on, it's going to get to the point where your body's going to break. You're going to be, you know, shut down and you're going to fall off and, you know, take two weeks off the gym because you just can't keep up with it. So it's like the analogy I brought of, you know, if you don't know how to swim, don't just jump into the deep end unless you're an absolute crazy person, which I was. With a death wish. (laughs) Which I was. And, (laughs) you know, take your time one step at a time and realize that, you know, not only do you need to build the habits, build the discipline, but you need to build the skills associated. Yeah, it's it really is like a hobby, a skill. It's not like you're going to pick up a flute or a violin and be fucking Chopin or some shit like that. Like you have to learn how to do it. Chopin? Mozart? Isn't it? Are you being like Chopin? Is it Chopin? Is it pronounced it's, Chopin? It's pronounced Chopin. <laughs> wow. You learn something new every day. Uh, yes, Chopin uh, is, is Chopin. Well, it's spelled with a C-H. It is. C-H-O-P-I-N, right? It is. Yeah, but that's shopping. Well, they're wrong, okay? Okay, I'll let them know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm pretty sure he's dead, but I'll let him know. Uh, we'll get a Ouija board and figure it out. Oh, God, no, I don't touch that shit. No, yeah, go, 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 I don't go, fuck go, with go, ghosts. Go. Yeah, I don't, I don't mess with ghosts, man, because, like, like, I'll fight a bear. I can physically punch a bear in the face. I might not win, but I can do it. You can't punch a ghost, so I don't fuck with that. Yeah, no, I'm not about that. Yeah, unless you get a shotgun full of salt or something Maybe. i don't know if you ever watch supernatural yeah, yeah. a little bit shit. um back to back to the topic at hand i have a your opinion um if people want to do warm-ups or like a little bit of cardio around their weight lifting do you recommend before or after you lift weights it de- it really <clears throat> depends jeez i'm breaking shit again uh, it really depends on your goals um if you're trying to build muscle mass then I believe it's afterwards that's more beneficial if you want to do cardio. Um, Whereas, I mean, realistically, it doesn't matter all that much unless you're at a higher level. So it it, it depends because I know doing cardio after a weight session for some beginners is kind of harder because they're fatigued. Whereas, you know. But then they say the opposite if you do it beforehand, even if it's only like five or ten minutes, then you're draining that energy so you don't have enough energy to lift as much. Yeah, it, I know it's it a depends. big debate with a lot of you know body. Yeah, and it, it also depends on what kind of cardio you're doing. Yeah, I wouldn't like sprint or yeah. something like that. A light, you know, walk or like a power walk, if you will, kind of thing. I wouldn't 
yeah because like before i fucked up my knee like i do five minutes on the bike mm-hmm. um just low intensity just to warm my knees up and get the blood flowing and everything yeah so there are forms of cardio that are good mm-hmm. to do but i mean like i wouldn't go run three miles before yeah, my, no. my lifting session yeah. but you know especially with winter coming up if you're uh you know you're cold going in yeah hop on the treadmill or the bike or the elliptical or the stairs or whatever do five ten minutes and warm your you know get your blood flow and get warmed up so you you know that'll be a lot more beneficial for you for your lifting yeah because then you get the blood flowing to the right muscles a lot faster i agree I always try to get Randy to do cardio beforehand. He's like, eh, well, no. I never do either. He's not here, so I can shit talk him. And he can't <laughs> defend himself, so. Yeah, we're evil. I know. But, yeah, no, and because I do whatever muscle group I'm doing, I do a lot of warm-up. I'll do some kind of warm-up workout, mm-hmm. and it's usually, but usually it's a light, just really lightweight. Uh, like, for example, before I bench press, I'll do like a single arm overhead extension to warm, get, you know, get my elbows and get my triceps kind of warmed up. I'm not really focused about trying to move away. I'm just getting the blood flowing. Yeah. I think something else important to touch on, and I'm trying to be better about it, but it's kind of a do what I say, not what I do kind of thing, is uh, the importance of stretching. I think after your workout is pretty good because... Yeah, you should definitely stretch. It's what I do it all the time. Fucking <laughs> A lot of people don't. I feel like men more than women. But definitely. One, it does help your recovery time if you if you stretch out a little bit beforehand or after. No, I, I do stretch uh, every every workout. Um, may I kind of do it in between my sets sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because then I, I also stand for 10 hours a day at work. So, like, I'm constantly yeah. stretching out my hips and my, my hamstrings, my quads, yeah. um, you know, mainly because of my knee injury. But I, I'm always very – because I played baseball through high school, so my right shoulder has always been kind of fucky. It's been a lot better the last few years. But I started this habit, you know, when I first started lifting. Before every workout, no matter what, I'm warming up my rotator cuffs and I get my shoulders loose. Yeah. Because that's – you know, once you tear a rotator cuff, you're just kind of just fucked. Yeah, no. I do that. I, I don't even notice it. But, like, every time I get into the gym, like, I automatically, like – bend over try to touch my toes like things like that try to warm my lower back up because you know that if your core is not strong and tight and you try to do something oh god then you're down now yeah do you know the difference between static stretching and active stretching i think i did once upon a time but i died that deleted that from my memory bank <laughs> so a lot of people don't but i mean they have, most people i don't think think about it so static stretching is okay but active stretching, in my opinion, is a lot better. So, for example, you can let you, you can sit on the ground and you can touch your toes and hold that position. That is a static stretch. You're stretching a muscle and not moving. Whereas if you were to do like a standing like lunge mm-hmm. and go down and up, that, that's a more of an active stretch. So you're actively mm-hmm. working the muscle versus stretch. You know, think of it like a rubber band. Yeah. If you pull the rubber band and hold it at full extension, that's a static stretch. Where if you are stretching it back and forth for, you know, about 30 seconds, that's more of an active stretch. Okay. So is that kind of like when they tell you to like bounce? Yeah. Yeah, that is sense. I don't know. I just remember being in grade school and they make you like sit like a butterfly and they tell you to like flutter your legs. Yeah. Doing butterflies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No, like, yeah, that'd be an example of active stretching because, you know, you're actively 
uh, working and getting the blood flowing through I'm the muscle. so much today. <laughs> it's what we're here to do, educate the masses and ourselves. I, it's like I always tell people, like, I, I know a lot of random shit. That's right. Oh, it's fun. It's kind of, I don't know. I like to be the educatee as yeah. well as the educator. Yeah, and for me personally, I like to do a lot more active stretching before, which is why when people say, do you stretch? I'm like, no, but then I think about it, I'm like, well, I actually do. Yeah. You know, for example, before, if I, well, back when I was able to do my legs and my deadlifts property, I would do a lot of static stretching beforehand, but then mm-hmm. I'd go into active stretching. So, for example, it's easy for me to explain with my, my deadlift and leg days because I would do, you know, the sit on my ass and touch my toes, stretch out my hamstrings, you know, bring one leg across my body, stretch out my lower back and do all those kind of, you know, stereotypical static stretches. Right. But then I'd go over to like a glute ham machine or a glute ham raise where you lock your legs in and you, you know, you're actively, you know, bending at the waist right. and at the hips and uh, at that uh, hinge point. That thing is, that's what makes, that's why my butt's sore all the time. That thing. Yeah. There's an exercise on there that, Lord have mercy. Yeah. I, I can't do that one currently because my knee hurts when I get in it. It's yeah. really, yeah, dude, um, I yeah, hate I it. Cause, well, because you're so much taller too. Well, I mean, it, 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 it just... I mean, it does, but I could see even more putting more pressure on your knees. Yeah. Because it hits me really hard in the hips. Whereas, I mean, you have like yeah, almost a whole I, foot on me. I don't know if I've ever said, but I am 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. So I, everything. Speaking of being 6'6", six, six, I gave myself a minor concussion today. Oh, Jesus so Christ. So I've been helping my sister move. And uh, so my uh, my uncle-in-law has got like a like a hog trailer because he, he raises like a sh- uh, show pigs. And so we were putting stuff in there and this is my first time going in it and I just wasn't paying attention and cause my knees hurting and I'm moving stuff and I was carrying a heater and you know, I was carrying something else. Cause it hit my head twice. And the first time I hit it, no one saw it. I walked in the trailer and I'm just like, you know, holding in swearing and, and you know, rubbing my head. I still have a pretty nice goose egg on top of my head right now. And then I did it a second time. My neck cracked like 50 times. Oh, God. And I had, I had to walk away for like five minutes. I mean, I'm about to punch something. I was so mad. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, yeah, that, that's unpleasant. Being part. tall is not that fun no. all of the time. You get good views, I imagine. Oh, sometimes. Air's a little fresher. But yeah, back, back to fitness and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, so before every, you know, with my deadlift, I'm going to active stretching, do glute ham raises. I'll do, um, um, I, I don't really know if there's a technical term for it, but I just call it pump lunges. So like getting out, getting in, like do a lunge. And then yeah. instead of like getting up, doing a lunge, I just kind of like sit there and bounce up and down yeah. and just warm up my quads. I'm sure there is a name for it. But, yeah, but I don't know it. I don't know. I don't know the technical name for anything. I just make shit up and then hope people understand what I'm talking about sometimes maybe. That's valid. That's fair. Yeah. I do. I guess I didn't really think about it, but yeah, I do the static ones, but I think I do some like yoga type things that have more movement to them. So I don't know. There's one. It's called the cat and the cow. Are you familiar? Yeah, cat cows. Yeah, or whatever. So I feel like that would be because you're constantly going one yeah, way that, and the other way. One that'd way be the other yeah. Way. It's got it's kind of both. Yeah, because yeah. that one's your. I mean, you uh, kind of yeah. It's like back. a it's a nice combination of the two because you hold it in one position, yeah. but then you switched it. Because yeah, yeah yoga is a nice in between active and static, but I, I think it leans a little bit more towards the static side. Probably because there's a lot of like okay, get into position and then hold. Yeah, and then you change position. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't actually done a yoga class in probably like ten years, but I yeah, I've never done one. It's actually quite quite like euphorically relaxing i highly recommend i don't think i'd like it that's fair personally that's fair. 
then like I'm I'm very flexible, so like half the time most a lot of stretches are just like yeah. Yeah. I wish but. I was more flexible. I'm really not. I yeah. can tell like after I do glutes, hamstrings, things like that, because obviously all of that is connected, that's when my lower back gets super, super tight because it's all pulling. And yeah. So that's why I try to stretch my legs more. Yeah, I'm I'm constantly stretching my legs out. It's it's a struggle. It is. Um what are a few exercises that you think beginners should stay away from? I'm so glad you asked because I learned this the hard way and that's one of the reasons why I have back problems. Uh, deadlifts. 100% yeah. deadlifts are, you've probably heard Randy say, the risk to reward ratio is not worth it right off the bat, at least. Yeah. Uh, deadlifts are extremely beneficial. Like if you're looking, mm-hmm. you know, if you only have 15 minutes deadlifts is would be one of the best exercises to do because you're going to hit pretty much every single muscle in the body and so you're going to be working a lot of your cns your central nervous system which you know i'll probably use that term a lot because it's a new term i've been using which it just makes sense but so it's a very high cns activating exercises because you know you're driving with your legs you're bracing your core you're pulling with your your lower back and your bracing with your upper back and your grip mm-hmm. and it, it works every part of the body it does but that being said it is a very high skill exercise because if you it's so easy to tweak something i've had physical therapists and chiropractors and all sorts of people tell me don't fucking do deadlifts don't do them like they're a bad idea for you do i listen no but uh, I, think everyone... I pay more attention to the way I feel. So I probably haven't done a deadlift in well over a month because my back is weak right now. And I know bending over and trying to pick up something even remotely. Sometimes I worry about bending over to pick up a tissue. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone like a 45 pound barbell. Yeah, but done just... correctly with proper form, yeah. it is a phenomenal exercise. And I, I do believe you know, especially as you start to get into a little bit more of the intermediate area of your lifting career, you should learn how to do a deadlift properly. And there's a lot of implements out there today, like this trap bar, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a hexagonal bar that you stand inside of yeah. that, you know, it's basically deadlift for idiots because it's hard to fuck your form up with that. Yeah, Cause you're like inside of a hula hoop almost pretty much we'll yeah say. a hula hoop with handles yeah. and you could put weights on it i feel like if you want to learn to do lead deadlifts um starting with really light dumbbells instead of a barbell because if you pick up something that's a little one you're not as at as much risk um for having too much weight on your back your spine things like that but it just gives you a little bit more control like you're not being pulled by the barbell I don't know why. I feel like dumbbells are just a little bit more easily yeah, controlled. So if you start them, that, keep them exercise a little bit. Yeah, and you, I mean, you still learn the same motion, the still down driving through your heels and all that stuff. Um, so it's just one of those things where again, you can perfect the form before you move on to the next level of switching in with a barbell. Yeah, yeah, I actually like that advice because it's weird to tell people like you know even at many like work sites people always like make sure you lift with your legs not your back like it's repeated a lot but realistically people especially once you get in the moment of lifting Mm -hmm. you you forget sometimes like even though i'll I'll, I'll catch myself sometimes so like just bend over at the waist and pick something up it's just light it's whatever but you know especially if you don't know how to embrace your core which goes back to the whole building the mind muscle connection 
deadlift is one of those where you need to be very in tune with your core and that's not just your abs that's your obliques that's your Mm -hmm. you know your your posterior chain though your lower back being able to brace everything so your spine doesn't flex because you want a rigid spine when you're doing a lift like that Mm -hmm. and do you want to you know because I've seen so many really cringy videos and people in the gym where they, you know, look like a dog trying to take a shit when they're when they're deadlifting because their their backs all arched over and it's like, nope, you're doing way too much weight and you don't know what you're doing, you know, and that's where a belt can come in handy. But even mm-hmm. then, unless you have your form proper and unless you're getting in doing super heavy weights and you already have everything else, you have the foundations all built. You shouldn't even be using a belt, in my opinion. Yeah, no. And um, so there's different variations of deadlifts. I prefer, because I think it's a little easier on my back, the, what do they call it, a Romanian deadlift. So there's a little bit more bend in your knee. And then... Um, no. No, am I doing it backwards? Yeah, you're... So the, I'll go through the types of deadlifts real quick. Thank you. You so do it. There's you're a the con- deadlift king. <laughs> I do. I love deadlifts. It's my favorite lift, and I'm really sad I haven't been doing it in a while. Um, but no, so there's the conventional deadlift, which is the most typical, which is you just walk up to a bar, hands on the outside of your knees, pick up the bar. That's a deadlift. There's a few different grip variations. There's double overhand. And then there's a, a mixed grip where you have one hand over the bar and one hand under the bar, pronated and supinated. Fun fact, that's what that's those, those words are. Um, pronated, I'm, I'm remembering this right, pronated is when your hands are overhand and supinated is when you yeah. rotate your hands. Because you think, I always think of it like a cup of soup. Your hand looks like a cup of soup. Yeah, anyways. Get out of my house. <laughs> That's how I got through anatomy, okay? <laughs> but anyways, technical terms don't matter, but I like them. And so there's a couple of different grips, but then, yeah, conventional. Then there is a, it's called sumo deadlift where you spread your legs out wide your hands are basically your hands are in the in between your legs your um your feet are rotated more outwards instead of straight forward and you're picking you know think of it like if there's like a a box in between your legs you're picking it from there that'd be close like, like a, a sumo, sumo wrestler. yeah exactly and those target like more your glutes though doesn't it yeah. i feel that way when i do them yeah i think i don't know exactly you know i never do sumo i don't like it i like them but and then there's Romanian deadlifts, which is a stiff leg deadlift. Okay. So Romanian deadlifts are a great. You want to do lightweight with Romanian deadlifts, though. But it's great for working your glutes and your hamstrings, which are going to be most targeted by those. But it's also that's another higher level exercise that you know you got to be careful with because if you're doing it wrong, you're going to fuck your back up and you're and you're you know because that's a it's too easy to hinge at your lower back yeah. with that. Yeah, okay, so I just got them backwards. So regular, not Romanian. Yeah. These fucking Romanians are crazy. <laughs> but I do love Romanian deadlifts, though. Yeah, I, I don't think I can. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for beginning lifters, I'd even say to stay away from, you know, any form of like a barbell squat. Yeah. Um. Again, I, well, it's really hard if you've never done a squat. First time I did a squat, I just about did a backwards somersault because I fell on my ass because you should be having the weight in your heels, which means you're putting a lot back. Honestly, getting a chair or a bench behind you and just practicing sitting down and getting up Yep. and sitting down because that is the movement of a squat. That is what we would uh, refer to as a box squat. There you go. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, no, that is, that is phenomenal. Just doing bodyweight squats in general mm-hmm. is a great way to start. Yep. 
And then you could throw in a dumbbell, do a goblet squat. I was about to say, whenever I have trained someone who's first getting into the gym, I always have them start with the goblet squats. Well, because it kind of counterbalances you a little bit because yeah. you're holding it in front of you. So you're not as likely to you know, do like me and fall on your ass. Yeah, it's a great one to get. So goblet squat is basically you're, you're holding a dumbbell just in front of you and you're squatting. It looks like a goblet. Yeah, sort of. Kind of. Yeah, but so that, that's, that's a great one. And then, you know, bodyweight squats, building that form of, you know, just sitting onto a chair. Because even though, you know, because a lot of people, like when they sit down, I don't think they think about really what's going on. And so I'll always tell people to slow down mm-hmm. and then not like fully put your weight on the chair. Just like yeah. touch your butt to it, yeah. pause touch. for a second, and yeah. just kind of think about the muscles that are activating to stand back up from that position. And then once you get, you know, that kind of down, get like a PVC pipe or something that doesn't weigh a lot and put on your on your back as though you're going to do a weighted back squat. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, build that foundation, those fundamentals, mm-hmm. learn that form. Because even when I first started uh, lifting and I, I went to do a back squat for the first time, like I was leaning way too far forward because I was afraid of falling backwards. And yeah, it's just not pretty. Do you think since the, I try a- not the, the actual Smith machine is beneficial for squats or do you think that kind of messes with your form more because i've heard no, both ways a smith machine is a phenomenal place to start for learning back squats mm-hmm. because that's going to put you in a fit it's, it's basically like doing a regular machine but you know for squats because that's going to put you in a fixed range of motion and position and it's also gonna you know alleviate danger Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you drop that and you can't get back up, you can just hook it and get off it. No, no biggie. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you do too much weight on a back squat, I, I've seen some pretty fucked up videos of people hurting themselves. Did you see the one about the lady in Texas? No. She was, okay, first of all, she couldn't have been more than 120 pounds soaking wet. And she was trying to do a back squat with like 500 pounds. She, she didn't make it. Oh. She crumpled underneath that weight and... As she passed away, she died. Oh, yeah. but yeah, that brings up a great point. I mean, it. Yeah, you can hurt yourself. You you can die. Yeah, I mean, like, don't fuck around and find out. Exactly, and that that's why you need to build. Like, these are all skill based, and it's important, especially for beginners, to realize that like it is dangerous. Like doing this, like you have to build the foundations. You can seriously hurt yourself if you don't do things right and don't take the time to learn. Because the same thing with like driving a car. You're not going to go be a NASCAR driver if you've never driven a car before in your life. Yeah. It's the same thing with working out. You know, you need to build up to doing these higher skill exercises. And you need to build up to being able to push the weights and build the strength and build the muscle. Yep, I agree. Are there any other specific exercises that you would probably steer people away from at least the beginning? Uh, beginning, I, again, most like... Most barbell exercises, personally, like even even bench press. Yeah. Like I would start with dumbbell bench press before mm-hmm. you work into barbell. Just yeah. it, it's a little easier to build that form. And plus, I feel like isn't there a certain there's a different uh, your like your stabilizers get worked a little bit more when you do uh, dumbbells versus barbells. Yeah, you, you get a little bit more range of motion because yeah. you know you get a curve in versus that static straight up and down. But it is another thing. Lighter weight. Yeah. It's another thing of, you know, the the deadlift, the squat, and the bench press, I think, are probably the three highest skill exercises besides, like, you know, a hang clean, a snatch, you know, any any type of, like, barbell overhead press. 
you know, stuff like that are very high skill exercises that you need to practice before you can really perform. Mm -hmm. So as a beginner, I would stay away from those until you, you know, are, are at least a few months into the, into the journey. Nope. That sounds about right to me. And then, um, <clears throat> we kind of just generally say like lower weight, but I feel like, what does that mean for everybody? Everybody starts out at different levels. I personally feel free to disagree, but think that um, depending on how many reps and sets you're doing, you should, it should be manageable. It should be controllable. You're not like flailing all over the place. But by the time you're at the end of your set, you should be f like, your muscles should be burning a little bit. You should be fatigued. You should be, you know, pushing. I wouldn't quite tell people to push to failure right at the beginning. Not at the beginning, no. No. Which means you go until you physically cannot go yeah. like your body Again, says a, fuck off that's a high skill thing too yeah. no uh, yeah i agree with that because i would you know as, as far as weight wise you know i would put people at the beginning to try and stick around maybe your 50 percent of i don't do not go max out first thing honestly ever i never max out on anything yeah, ever scared. it's pointless um but to. Where you can, where you think your max, like, so, you know, if you look at a 20 pound dumbbell and you think I could probably curl that, go down to 15 yeah. or you know, not even that, go down to 10 and then lift that and do your sets with that and try to stick around that probably 50 to 60% of your weight range is really good. Mm -hmm. And then as you get more experience, kind of push that up a little bit and you'd be yeah. honestly even less than that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's plenty of times that even shit <coughs> today when I was at the gym, uh, I was like, I think I can do more. I think I can do more. And I put it on there and did like two reps and was like, nope, oh, I can't do anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, pack down we go. But there, and that brings up a good thing. There is no shame. And, you know, if you get a, if you grab weight that's too heavy and you can't do it, lower the weight. No one yeah. cares. No, no shame. You know, I, you know, being a more advanced lifter myself, I am much more proud of somebody realizing their limits and, you know, putting the ego aside and, and realizing that they want to get a good workout and a good lift and do things properly, then run through with ego and just lower the reps. And like, you know, I could be getting 10 really nice reps at 50 pounds, or I could get two really shitty reps at 80 pounds. Yeah. You know, what, what sounds better and more beneficial? Definitely more. Uh, as reps, far as not weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a really good, at least what I started out with doing as far as, um, a set and rep scheme that I think is still pretty good advice for beginners is four sets starting at 20, 15, 10, and six reps. So you're going to okay. start at a lighter weight and do a, a good weight that you can do 20 reps at fairly easy, you know, getting, you know, good contraction, good motion. You're not just going hard, but that's going to get the blood flowing. That's also going to build some, you know, cardiovascular endurance as well and then as you move up in in your sets you're going to be moving up in weight so for example you, you'll do like say a, a, a dumbbell bench press at 20 pounds for 20 reps and then 30 pounds for 15 reps 40 pounds for 10 reps and then 50 pounds for six reps you know an example uh, something like that and my phone is blowing up right now <laughs> but you know, something like that is very good because that's going to build um, that, that's kind of, you know, where I like to live in that in between of yeah. muscle building and strength gaining mm -hmm. because that's going to build uh, your, your endurance. It's going to get the blood flowing um, with muscle atrophy. 
Is that the right word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Science words. Uh, Insert fancy word here. Um, (laughs) But so that's going to get, you know, the 20 reps, the 15 reps is really going to build that kind of muscular endurance that you're looking for. It's going to get the blood flowing. And then as you get to the 10 and six reps, it's going to get more into the strength building side of things. I see that. Yeah. I mean, I know personally when I started, it was just basic bare bones, three sets of 10. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, I feel like that's, it feels safer. It feels a little less confusing, which it might not be quite as beneficial, but I feel like it, yeah, I don't know. It's just a little easier to remember. Plus, if you're doing the same weight throughout that, by the time you get to the end of that third set, you're going to be burning pretty good. Yeah, because I I started out doing the 20, 15, 10, 6, and personally, I I loved it at the time. I've moved on to different things now. Uh, Because depending on what lift I'm doing, I'll adjust my my reps and my sets accordingly to the Mm -hmm. lift that I'm doing. But yeah, just for beginners, it's a great place to start out and especially to learn kind of where your weights are. Yeah, that's a big thing, Um, which this is on topic, but kind of off topic. I think it's important to track things like that in the beginning. Yeah. Just so you have a general idea, because I don't know, sometimes when I'm doing too much shit, I'm like, wait, what did I do last week? I can't remember. And it's just so I just have a little notebook or I literally have the exercises on my phone and I'll just jot the weight next to it or whatever. just So I know. And then we that way you can go look back and you'd be like, oh, shit, it's been a month and I'm up like I can curl an extra 10 pounds or something like that. So yeah, you no, can have a little victory. I like that because I've just recently started keeping kind of workouts. I haven't been using it as much because yeah. I used it more so to write down because uh, I wrote a, a nine week program for myself and then I've just been kind of like repeating it. But um, oh, what was I going to say? <laughs> oh, oh, my mind's gone. Brain um, fart. Yeah. God, this is embarrassing. No, it's it's a great way to track what you're doing and to especially see the gains. Because mm-hmm. when you're, you know, you're not going to really see week to week gains, kind of like I talked the other day about with the scale yeah. and the weight. Same thing with, you know, your progress in the gym. You're not going to see a whole lot week to week. Yeah. But when you look back in your in your little journal, your track or whatever you want to call it and be like, oh, I moved up, you know, 10, 20 pounds on these lifts or, you know, I improved here. I was able to do more reps at this weight here. And, and that's a really beneficial thing, too, to, it you know, it's like, oh, I'm doing something, you know? Exactly. All the different tracking things just to see that, you know, yeah, maybe you didn't lose any pounds this week, but you know what? You went up 10 pounds in your curls, your bench press, whatever it is that you're doing. So there's still things happening, still things changing, positive things are happening. Don't yeah. lose hope. And then even then, write down how you felt after each after each yeah, uh, exercise or, you know, if you did four sets bench press after those four sets, you know, or even after every set, write down how you felt, you know, even just a scale one to 10. Since you're being tired as fuck. Shit hurts. Ouch. But you know, but yeah, like, okay, at this weight, at these reps, you know, okay, it felt really good or it felt too easy yeah. or, you know, it felt like I could have done more. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of, you know, adjust your next week according to that. Like, okay, well, if this was too, it felt really easy maybe I can bump it up 10 pounds or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then that kind of likes, like we talked about last week or two weeks ago, you can kind of see because week to week, man or woman, you'll kind of see differences in your, your strength, your gains, you know? You know, maybe you're tired and not been sleeping great, so you're a little low this week. That's okay. If you look at it on a larger larger set scale, you can yeah. still track those things. Yeah, like me this week, like it's, su- especially for a beginner, like it's super easy to get really down and, and, and want to quit basically because... For me this week, it was just been kind of weak this week. 
And for an example of that, I'll usually do like a seated dumbbell um, military shoulder press, mm-hmm. like you know, where you're sitting down on a bench or a chair, yeah, and you're pressing a dumbbell, uh, two dumbbells straight overhead. Mm-hmm. I'll usually do 80 pounds for 12 reps. This week I could barely do seven. Like it was all I could do to get seven. Like I could barely get the you know get them up onto my shoulders. And but you so know like, what? you still got seven. Yeah, seven's better than six. But I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like, I was yeah. getting kind of down on myself because I'm like, I'm usually doing this for 12 reps and it's easy. I'm like, what the, what the hell? And so, you know, it's it's important to note it that week to week, you know, especially depending on your sleep, your your food for the week. Because I know yeah. I've been sleep, I've been sleeping like shit this week. Um, last week, and I had to run a little bit on my bad knee uh, working at the bar because uh, stuff happened, and yeah. that kind of sent me back a couple weeks with the knee. So I've been sleeping really bad this week. Okay. That actually makes you love your motivational quotes. I don't remember exactly where I saw it, but um, it was somebody that said that, so if you have a flat tire on your car, you wouldn't go and slash your other three tires just because you have a, a flat tire. So don't throw away your diet, your exercise, all of that stuff just because you had a bad day, you had a bad workout, you had a bad meal. Like you wouldn't go and, you know, I don't know. You just wouldn't destroy everything just because you had a one-off. Yeah, I like I that. Like that's kind of. I like yeah. that. Why? Why throw away all of your progress yeah. because you had a bad day, or exactly. because you have a little injury, or because something didn't go your way? Yeah. Like, you know. I don't know. It's just yeah. I just thought that you wouldn't slash your other three tires just because you got a flat in one. Yeah, and I. And that kind of goes back to the beginning too. A little bit of your your perspective on your life and everything. Look at that. We came yeah, full circle. Full circle. But yeah, just like change how you look at it. Because it's easy to put yourself in a dark place, you know, uh, when in reality you just shut the lights off. Yeah, that's true. So. Look at that. That was natural. That was natural. We just came all the way around like that. Easy. Good job. We don't need Randy. Fuck him. <laughs> Get <laughs> fucked, Randall. You're love fired. you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we love Randy here. It's true. I miss him. We do too. Uh, anyways, I think that's a great place to wrap up for this episode. That uh, sounds good. Little Dean and Megan episode. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. Fuck off, Randy. <laughs> but yeah, so make sure you get out there and do a little bit of training no matter what you do. If you haven't already, go uh, follow us on our in- Instagram and Facebook, Leeds Inner Athletics. I just got my clothing samples in, so... They bombed as fuck. We're getting close to having the store up and running probably another month or two, maybe. I don't know for sure. I'm wearing the hoodie right now. Turned out phenomenal. Soft as fuck. It is nice. So, yeah, get ready for, get ready for that. Uh, thank you for everyone that has listened up to this point, and especially the people that are sticking around to the end of the episodes. We love you more than the people that don't. If you do like the show, please share the show. That's the only way for us to grow. Yes. Get Get more people to join the Legion. Let's make this family as big as we possibly can. Get out there. Change the world for the better. We love you guys. You got anything else, Megan? Nope. You said it beautifully. Peace out, y'all. Night.